Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Get ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. I love that we're starting right now. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Right now. Right now. <laughs> well, you are listening to Cynthia Bryan. And hello, Brittany. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we are brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. We are so happy to be here with you on Voice America Live. And this is the Empowerment Channel. We've got a really great show. As we do every week, it's really jam-packed. So you really do have to turn up the volumes if you want to be inspired and motivated. We're going to start off by talking about uh, Help 911 and what you can do to help the first responders. Also, protecting our children. How do we keep our children safe? This is a big thing now. If you saw the movie Room, you'll definitely be wanting to uh, hear more about this. Also about some hidden toxins that you may not know about. And finally, how to be less of a worry wart because you know what? There's no time for worry. The Miracle Moment, which is our affirmation, our quote of the day, is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through positive media messages like this radio show and our teen show and increased literacy through all the books that we give away. Visit the website, bethestarur.org. And this is from another one of my favorite French philosophers, Voltaire. Life is a shipwreck, but we must not forget to sing in the lifeboats. <laughs> Don't you love our miracle moments, Heather? Don't yeah, they make you happy? I was thinking of the life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like that one. Who, who said that one? Or did you make it up? 
No, it's in songs. Oh, I like that one. Life is a highway. No, not, I don't like, well, not, I like Yeah, that sounds great. Well, um, knowing you, uh, I would want to be in a lifeboat with you because I know you would be singing, no matter if we were sinking. <laughs> and, that, and you would be singing as we suck. Right? Saves you when you're in a, in a boat that's sinking, right? <laughs> yeah, you might as well. You might as well be happy to the very end. All right. Well, talking about boats that are sinking, I mean, we just had the Mavericks competition, the big, big surf competition up here in Northern California, it is always really, really scary because people die in these 40-foot waves. And there's responders that have to go out and, you know, I mean, they're they're people that save lives. So we're going to talk about Help 911 just kind of for we ordinary people. But what are some of the things we need to know, Heather, when there is an emergency? Because 911 is there for a reason, but if people can't find you or can't get to you, then it's kind of useless. Yeah, and you know, my husband being a firefighter and paramedic knows firsthand um, what happens when you call 911 and all the, the various things of how uh, sometimes it makes it we, we as, uh, you know, patients, we as, as people that needing 911 are making it more difficult uh, for responders as well as dangerous for them, as dangerous for ourselves and less likely in ways that we are actually going to get help. Um, so as we know, of course, 911, <clears throat> excuse me, calling when you need an emergency, but as you know, with, with the health within America today, we have so many additional uh, factors than just coming. Is the reason that this, they find this person unresponsive? Is it because of a heart attack? Is it because of insulin? Is it because of blood pressure? Is it because of another pre-existing condition, drugs, alcohol? There's so many other things going on. Um, so first thing is making records handy. That's usually if you're calling 911, you're not thinking about um, bringing your medical record forward. That's usually something with a planned visit. And as we know, accidents or reasons to call 911 um, are never planned things. That's why they always say accidents are not planned. So something you can do to try to help um, as well so to make sure you get the correct care that you don't accidentally be given medications or something that you could be allergic to um, is to keep a health uh, cheat sheet, a record. So instead of having your big bulky file, which is great when you're going to the doctor, doctor, but maybe on your fridge, excuse me, my throat is going out here, my voice, maybe on your fridge or in a pantry or some area, having a little cheat sheet that will say height, weight, emergency contact numbers, um, allergies, uh, any uh, pre-existing conditions, any medications, all these kinds of things that they could know, blood type, um, you know, someone to, to contact, whatever it may be, um, and making that aware. If you're the person calling 911 or or uh, making other family members aware that if they were to call 911, that there's a sort of a basic information sheet within your house. Also, as I said about, if you are someone who's diabetic or might have an allergy to a particular med- medication, um, they have little bracelets. You might have seen they've been around for, uh, forever, these little emergency bracelets that are silver and red, and it will say on the back, diabetic, or, you know, do not inject you know, something, something, or give X uh, medication. Um, they do have things now that they started kind of making kind of more designerish jewelry, um, which I kind of think is really cool because well, I that is a cool idea. I like that. 
Um, but the interesting thing they say about that is oftentimes people um, have been, they, they kind of can get disguised. Um, so I think, too, it's still just basically to have those basic red star bracelets to just kind of have the basic information, and people are more inclined uh, to wear so them. Some so of them having the, ones, the fancy ones could be actually detrimental is what you're saying. Yeah, even though I kind of think it's a cool idea because I think it, it kind of it makes it normalizes something that might make you feel um, otherwise is that, you know, you have a certain a certain uh, condition. So I, I kind of am all for the more jazzed up things. Also, um, special needs uh, and regarding uh, maybe your height, weight, uh, when a Emergencies uh, contacts are sent out there. Uh, Brian, my, my husband actually had a situation once before where they, I'm not sure uh, if they had to get the jaws of life and like a crane, but had to get a very, very um, obese man out of his house and in the process had to destroy the house. Um, so if there's anything like that that uh, in calling that I want to make them aware of that, if there's, again, if they're going to have to have additional supplies because, as you know, time is life. So um, you'll hear these things that it's considered slow that it took them five minutes to arrive. So thinking about how time is so crucial in these moments, um, you're going to help them and help yourself by letting them know any of this earlier information. Also, that goes yeah, for... Good idea getting into the house. As we know, just as you're saying, you know, part of this one segment today is, is keeping kids safe, is keeping our safe. We're, we are set of locking the doors. We have alarm systems, which we should. These are, it's a crazy time in life. But when these emergencies happen, um, they need to be able to get into your house. I know, for example, for you, uh, we are in a neighborhood, but we also have a very long drive. We're secluded off that we have a private gate, and it's locked. And if you don't have the code to get in, you can't get in. Um, but it's legal. Uh, or legally, you had to have a fire uh, a fire key set in that only the fire department has. So those are things that if you have specialty gates, usually depending, at least in the state of California, um, if you have something that blocks you off into a private property, uh, that the fire department has to have access to that. And that's for your protection, that if there was to be a fire... Well, you know, we have a gate where, where I live. I have, I'm, I have a gate to my house because um, I like that privacy. Mm. But it does have... Have a, a special key that the fire department can get in, can use, and they have it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was saying. I was saying that as for you, you have you have that system, and that's that's something too. That if you're someone, if you don't have maybe a private gate just to your house, um, letting of usually a lot of us we we store a spare key somewhere hidden outside, um, in the hopes that we never will have to use it. But those chances that we're going to lock ourselves outside, I think so many of Americans, I myself, we have we have a key we call rock key that it's the key we keep under a rock. Um, big surprise. So many people do that, but also you know. So it's it's also been um, commonly known that people hide keys under a mat, under a rock. So things have become more uh, complicated and more clever in hiding keys or unlocked areas. If you have maybe a lock key box system or a hidden key, contact your fire department and let them know of that. That's actually a very common thing. Getting onto a list of uh, in neighborhoods of where these keys or access or security codes into houses are, um, and this is a, a trusted and secure. They actually have a list. They'll keep a list of that. Yes, I didn't know that. In these emergencies, they, wow. they will have. They, it's going to cost them more time of getting in to save you. 
And as you know, it, in the process, too, they will destroy your house, and they're not going to be legally responsible for it. There will be times if they have to break down doors or windows or you know, whatever it may be to get to you, you want that in that time because they're trying to save your life. Afterwards, though, you're going to be pretty bummed out saying everything goes well that now you have, you know, potentially thousands of dollars of damage done to your house that you're responsible for and that you'll need to fix, and these things can be costly. So um, also, too, that you want to be saved. It's going to save, we know, in emergency times that this is, is an emergency, and, and time is so of the essence. So anything that you can help them to. Also, decluttering your house. Um, you don't want to have something that could be causing more of an accident or uh, possibly getting into if, if there's information they need to find to, for you. Um, as we said before, having these bracelets uh, that might uh, give them information. Otherwise, they might be forced to rummage through your stuff, medicine cabinets. Um, have things uh, local and, and kept by you and have a list. As we said, that thing to put on the refrigerator for from earlier, um, have that something too that might also have information, or have a person if you don't want to have something like that um, constantly on display that has that name of the person to contact that might know um, where particular files are kept um, in order to help you within these kinds of situations. I know for you, I mean, have you guys had any kind of uh, troubles with that with with nine one one of being no, away? No, I mean, I've or, never. Or... Uh, well, you know what? I actually did have to call nine one one. Uh, one time, and it was crazy. I uh, we had a um, a pipe break, um, a, a big, a major pipe break here, and the people came to fix it. And um, I don't know what happened, but why the guy was working on it, we were not sure if he had a stroke or a heart attack or what. But next thing I know, he was just laying on the ground like in convulsions, and. I did have to call 911, but of course I was here. They were here very quickly. They took him, you know, the fire department and the paramedics came and they were really thorough and they took him away to the hospital. It turned out that he had had a head injury several years in the past uh, and suffered from these kinds of episodes from mm. time to time. And so it wasn't a heart attack and it wasn't a stroke, but it was some kind of convulsion. And then what was really crazy is the same group of people that I had hired, they were also, they were doing a, um, an outdoor plumbing and they were doing an electrical. Well, the head guy cut the wrong pipe. And instead of cutting the water pipe, he cut the electrical pipe. And so he, his pliers and his hands were hooked on to the pipe. I mean, he was oh like... Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, he could have been killed. I mean, he cut the wrong thing. Fortunately, some, he started, I don't know, I saw it happening. I turned off the electricity at the main box immediately. But had I not been here with these guys, I don't know what would have happened. But again, had to call 911. And <laughs> so those are my two experiences. And they happened in the exact same day. And oh, my and gosh. <laughs> so you were, just, you were becoming a frequent caller. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but I can laugh because everybody was, was fine. Everybody turned out fine. But I do think that it's really important what you're just saying about making sure that they can get, get in, that they can find your door. You know, uh, the other thing, you know, is like animals. I mean, a lot of people have their dogs and um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if firefighters carry stun guns or anything, do they? I don't know. Uh, not to the best of my knowledge. 
Yeah, not that I know of. I never asked that. But I mean, also legally, I mean, you couldn't stun guns, so you couldn't, and that could would, would turn into a whole other thing. That's you know, I mean, I why things happen is, as unfortunately, you know, if someone's dog was to be attacking them or, you know, not letting them near it, that would create a whole other legal scenario well, that's, that's, to, to that's something having to harm, that. you know, If a dog is attacking animal. you um, as a firefighter or a policeman, do you have, can you just well, leave there's them? a difference between if a dog is attacking you, if a dog anywhere in life doesn't make a difference if it was to be your, your uh, patient or a stranger's, if you're being attacked, you have the legal right to fight back. But if it's just being, you know, growling and being protective and, you know, you know lunging at you, not letting them near, I, I don't even think, you know, they, the best they could do would be to detain the dog, you know, hold on to it, you know, animal control, but not stun the dog, I would think, or they'd have to use a tranquilizer because a stun gun would probably be illegal. Yeah, that's what I figure. It probably is, but I don't know. I didn't know. Okay, very, <laughs> very good. Well, that this is pretty fascinating stuff. Is there anything else that you that you want to add to it? No, you know, I just think in general, again, of just remembering when it comes to 911, that 911 is for emergency uses. I will say with uh, a cousin who used to who work uh, in dispatch and my husband of being a firefighter, the calls that they get sometimes that are not quite 911-ish, um, think of that as something as truly emergency because just think of these calls that they get that maybe are not are not life-threatening or something. If someone's having a headache or they need to go to the doctors, basically, um, that this is affecting the time that it's going to, to be able to help someone who may be in a serious life or death situation, that there won't be enough responders or that their response time is going to be later. So, um, again, never discouraging 911, but use it with cautionary things. Is this something could you take yourself to the doctor? Is this something that, you know, it, it's probably, you know, a minor cut? I mean, you can take care of, or is this something that truly needs um, instant emergency medical care? So just keep those things in mind when calling 911. Um, they also have a 311. They have um, lines, or you can just contact your local police or fire department for something that they can come out and still help you if it might not be, you know, if you're casting a tree, and if the tree's not on fire, if the cat's just up there, that is something that you can call directly just to a station, and they will dispatch someone um, saying, you know, within the day if it's not something that needs to be addressed right at the moment. You know, that's a, that I think is a really um, good point there is you should have on file the local phone numbers, not just, um, not just the 911 you know, number, because you're right, when a cat's in a tree, they will come and help you out, you know, I mean, they'll come if they have the the space, but calling because you have a sore throat, or, you know, as you said, you haven't been to the emergency room, or you're having a fight with somebody, um, that's not a reason if you're not in danger. So mm-hmm. we have to learn to respect our um, our responders, because they're definitely are a lot of um, different things out there. And just seeing, I mean, it's like with firefighters, they're not just responding to fires. They're responding to knife fights and uh, domestic violence and, you know, all kinds of things, right? Exactly. They're just responding to everything. So that's what that's what happens with that so um and so just use use the air of caution use it of course but 
um, validate, you know, think first of what exactly, if this is life-threatening or if this is something, again, that you can just call directly to the station and they can assist you in those ways. Yeah, good, good, good. Well, great segment, Heather. That's uh, very fascinating. So, again, be um, be aware. We will be coming back from break, and we're going to be talking about uh, protecting our kids because I think that is a very important thing. So you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we will be right back, so don't go away. Stay with us. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Be the star you are. You are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, some years ago, I interviewed a person who was very, very much into um, stopping domestic violence, child abuse, and helping kids understand everything uh, that they are loved and that they're special, and uh, teaching adults how to react around him his name it was zimmy he wrote a book called zimmy's guide to all kids need um how all caring adults can nurture children and i have always just thought that what he had to say was important and just in light of things that were always seen on the news i thought that i would bring it to light again and then after seeing the movie room which was just it was just really tears at you I thought this was a time that we really do have to give kids a peaceful home. So child abuse, what is it and how do you recognize it? And 
what are the types of child abuse? So let's first of all talk about the types of child abuse. There's physical abuse, and physical abuse can include slapping, pushing, hitting, or more violent acts. There's sexual abuse. That's inappropriate touching, any kind of sexual activity involving children, or putting children in any kind of pornography, taking pictures of them in inappropriate ways. That's sexual abuse. Emotional abuse is excessive or frequent put-downs, invalidating a child's emotions, inappropriate threats, making children afraid of you. That is an emotional abuse. And then, of course, there's another completely different kind of abuse, which is neglect. And that would be being irresponsible for caring for a child's needs, whether that is eating, clothing, going to school, medical care, any of those things. And in our country, we have a lot of all of this kind of abuse going on. So how can we protect our children from abuse? First of all, don't leave young children alone or unattended. Firmly communicate expectations of physical and emotional boundaries to all adults that care for your children, including family members, step-parents, and babysitters. And unfortunately, a lot of child abuse is revolves around family members, step-parents, and babysitters, as we know. Teaching children self-protection skills. You can help kids learn the difference between good and bad touches, even from relatives and people that they know. You can teach children assertiveness skills, how to stand up for themselves, how to physically, verbally, and emotionally defend themselves, how to say no, and when to flee. Let them know to whom they can turn in times of danger. Now, again, you watch the movie Spotlight, and it's just, you know, it it brings tears to your eyes because here we have uh, priests in a position of power, in a position of trust, and they have abused this privilege in um, abusing children uh, physically and mostly sexually. Now, it didn't just happen with priests. It's like it comes from all walks of life, but this is what's profiled and this is what's been in the news, and so we have to take it and realize that it's happening. So watch that movie, and that will give you some information. But, uh, you know, something that you can do for your kids in teaching them some self-protections is you can have a, a signal word. For example, if your kids are young and um, you are the one that usually picks them up from school, but sometimes, you know, you might be late or something happens and you can't do it, so you have to have, send somebody at the last minute. You give that person, you would give them a, your special word. So you and your children would have a, a secret word. I hate to use the word secret because that kind of sounds abusive already. But you would have a special word that your kids would recognize that this is a friend. Because all too often there have been abductors that have said, oh, your mommy... I'm your friend of your mommy, and she sent me to pick you up. And the next thing you know, the child is abducted because children are vulnerable and they're trusting. So we have to protect our kids. So think about creating that kind of a secret a secret word. Now, warning signs of possible abuse. There's the physical abuse, obviously, that uh, teachers and caregivers are, are um, taught how to observe. But there's the unexpected bruises, the burns, the fractures. 
a messy appearance, a loss of appetite, disturbed sleep, um, any obvious sexually transmitted diseases, and repeated urinary tract infections. Even though the parents may say, oh yeah, he fell down the stairs, or he's so clumsy, or whatever it is, these kind of things probably need to be reported. Behavioral. Abrupt changes in behavior, and that would be you know, clinging to somebody, aggressiveness, withdrawal, or fear of a certain person or place, discomfort with physical contact, or the molestation of other children, because this is something that happens. These kids get molested, and then they go and they do the same thing to uh, somebody that is less strong than they are. So that's another scary thing. And then suicidal tendencies. If you uh, start seeing your kids being withdrawn and, you know, take talking about they'd be better off dead, take this seriously. This is nothing you know, funny. This is nothing to, you know, to uh, play about. And don't just say, oh, you know, don't say that. That is, that's not okay. If you suspect abuse, if you suspect someone of abusing your child or another child, you need to report it to your state's child abuse hotline. And you always want to take children seriously when they speak about being abused. You can call Child Welfare Services immediately immediately if you think you need help. And as we were talking about 911, you can also, especially if it is an emergency situation, you can call um, 911. So uh, that is something else that you can do. So that's how, so a few tips on how to stop child abuse. Now, what do kids need? All kids need a peaceful home, they need acceptance, they need art, dance, music, drama, you know, acting in their lives, they need bedtime stories, they need caring adults, celebrations, communications, community, lots of compliments and lots of praise. Now, not when it's unwarranted. I mean, we, we have talked about this generation of kids that you know, they think they're so great, but they've never done anything because their parents are just constantly telling them how great they are. That's not what we're talking about. Compliments and praise for what they're doing that is right. They need discipline, education, encouragement, forgiveness. And forgiveness is a family, too. Freedom to be creative and to be imaginative. Let your kids go on these imaginary adventures and have imaginary friends. This is all good for them. They need gentleness and goals. They need excellent medical care and treatment, healthy, nutritious, fresh food, and they need a healthy dose of self-esteem and self-worth. Give them some help with their homework. Help them be honest and learn the value of integrity. Kids need hope that there's going to be a bright future, a beautiful tomorrow, especially in a hopeless world with so much violence, so so many negative images on the news. It's really important that we instill our kids with a sense of hope. We need to give them hugs and individuality, lots of joy and laughter, kindness, life skills. We need to listen to them. You know, the old thing is that we were given two ears and one mouth, so we need to listen more. They need motivation. They also need to know how to mourn and that it's okay to be sad. If their bird dies or a fish or whatever they might have as a pet and they are mourning, you let them know that 
when there's a loss, we get to cry, we get to feel that loss. They need nature. Take your kids outside. Help them get to communicate with the green outdoors, with the birds, the bees, the butterflies, the plants. Teach them to plant. Teach them to grow their own garden. There's no abuse, insult, neglect, maltreatment, or manipulation ever, ever, ever allowed. They need non-judgmental validation of their emotions and their feelings. They need opportunities for exploration and discovery. And, you know, they have to learn that it's okay to make mistakes. They get to fall down, they get to get back up, and they get to keep going. We always say that, you know, it's like when you're learning to walk, a baby's learning to walk. The baby falls a hundred times in the first few steps. But what do we do? We clap and we go, great job, great job, because we know they're going to finally make it. We can't forget that, being a cheerleader as the kids get older and they fall down a few times. It's okay. They will, they'll do, they'll do okay. They need to learn from those mistakes. Also, patience. It's hard to be patient. That's one of the tough ones, especially when there's repetitive bad behavior. But, you know, hang in there as a parent because the kids need to learn patience as well. They need their personal space and they also need privacy. They need to play. Play is like work for kids, so give them plenty of play. Positivity, a very critical element of growing up. Give them positive feedback. Show them positive outcomes. Teach them to be positive as opposed to negative. Teach them how to phrase their wording in positive forms so that when they're with other people, they empower them. Kids need protection. You have to keep them safe, and they need quality time. They also need plenty of quiet time. You know, it's, again, we're in a go, go, go world where we tend to overschedule our kids. You know, we don't want them to lack behind. We want to make sure that they have every opportunity. But give them time, downtime. Give them time to read and to contemplate and just to daydream and let them be quiet. Respect them. But also give them rules and responsibilities and make sure they follow through on them. And as a parent, we need to be the role models. We need to be their ethical heroes because they may not imitate our words, but they'll imitate our actions. We have to make our homes safe, secure, and we have to make our schools safe and secure. We have not found that, especially in the school system as of late, with all these gun shootings. Kids are scared to go to school, and so that's something that we really have to get on. Give them a spiritual life. When they get older, they can decide what they want to do. But as kids, it's really good that they can understand that there's a greater purpose in life. Sports and exercise. We have so much internet and computers today that we tend not to spend as much time outside just playing and exercising our bodies. Kids really need to exercise those little bodies. So give them sports. Let them climb trees. Let them kick balls. Let them run around. And at the same time, you have to give them some structure and some order so that they know that they just can't run completely wild. Sleep. Sleep is so critical for kids. They need a lot of sleep. When they're young, they should be taking naps and then have a bedtime and make sure they get enough sleep. Always support them. You know, when they are talking about something, you need to help them to believe in themselves. So support what they say and do things together. Togetherness is such a great bonding experience and it gives them a memory of what it's like to be a family. 
grow tolerance and understanding by be ta- by being tolerant and understanding yourself. This means not bashing other races, religions, creeds, anything. Because again, what you are saying and doing in the home is going to be repeated in the outside world. We can give them toys and treats, but we don't want to give them too many especially too many sweets. We don't want to spoil them, but we still don't want to deprive them. We want to teach them trust, that they can trust us and that we can trust them. Unconditional love is absolutely critical. Extra loving, extra attention, always, always the best way to the hearts and minds of your children and to anybody. You want to teach them values and ethics and the importance of having a good character. You want to welcome good friends, wholesome friends into your life and teach them how to beware of the friends that are going to bring them down and take them down the wrong path. Saying yes to your kids more than you say no. All the studies show that kids hear the word no something like 432 times in a day. So that is really, really crazy. So give them lots of other fun things and give them some silliness. Be silly with them. And you'll know that life will be great with your kids. So those are just a few things that all kids need. Now, if domestic violence is something that you've struggled with in your household or you might need help with, I just want to give a couple of definitions and what you can do about it. Again, if you feel that you need immediate help, you can call emergency at 911 or you can uh, call your community's domestic violence hotline, and that's important. But the definition of domestic violence is any verbal, psychological, physical, or sexual behavior that is controlling, threatening, or violent against a spouse, a partner, or any family member. Some of the acts of violence include, and this is, you know, again, you know, it can be emotional Uh, Violence, physical violence, neglectful violence, or sexual violence. So put-downs, insults, excessive blaming, or telling them they're not worthy or good enough to be loved. Not allowing someone to have their own friends. That means isolating a person from the outside world. Not allowing different opinions or speaking freely. That means just completely controlling them. Being overly manipulative, coercive, or controlling. Or dictating, you know, all the decisions, including financial decisions, making threats or causing fear or humiliation, and of course then physical violence, slapping, hair pulling, biting, pushing, hitting, punching, kicking, or worse, you know, even more dangerous things. And then any kind of sexual assault that is unwanted um, or uses force, any kind of sexual advance that is an assault or uses force, those are all no-no's. Now, signs of domestic violence, again, the physical is going to include bruises, cuts, scrapes on the face, neck, arms, hands, broken or loose teeth, welts, bite marks, cigarette burns. And behavioral is going to be depression, anxiety, always giving in, very low self-esteem, having a lot of fear, and then possibly substance abuse, and again, the suicidal tendencies. So as you can see, Abuse, whether it's domestic violence or child abuse, they kind of mirror and mimic each other. And it's very important that we stop that in our households and in our communities. And if we recognize that um, that it's happening, we really do need to seek help. 
if you are a member of any kind of community or you have some good friends that you can talk to, that's a good thing. If you are afraid for your life or the life of your child, I would definitely contact the police. I would definitely call 911 because we never know. I mean, I think there's a new TV series on now about the whole O.J. Simpson um, killing of his wife and, um, and Mr. Goldman. And this just illustrates, you know, the, the plot of somebody who is a psychopath who, um, who, because she left him, he continued the abuse until he violently, violently killed her. So we have to be very careful about all of those things. So um, some other things that, that we could talk about are um, real life. You know, when there's some real life stories that you might hear, children don't behave in extraordinary ways unless there are extraordinary reasons. So you don't need to overact every time you see a child who's a bit strange or prefers to be by themselves most of the time or doesn't fit in. But if a child seems so different than everyone else and is showing signs of possible neglect or abuse as a responsible adult and caretaker, you really need to ask yourself what might be causing all of this. And if you suspect a child is being mistreated or abused, there is a national child abuse hotline. That phone number is one. 800 for a child. The numbers are 1 800 422 4453. That's 1 800 422 4453. That hotline's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They can tell you where to file your report, can help you make the report. If a child tells you they're being hurt or there's someone is making them feel bad, uncomfortable, or doing dirty things, Believe them because children who are abused need to know that they're not at fault. They need the love, support, and professional help. In addition to reporting the suspected abuse, you want to contact a child's doctor, school nurse, counselor, teacher, or a child protective service worker or your local health department. And you can ask about crisis support for the child and for the family as well. So I hope that this has been uh, helpful. And don't forget to teach children rules of stranger danger, very important. They should never walk to school alone. They shouldn't take shortcuts, and they shouldn't go into unpopularity areas. Help children understand that a person could lure them with gifts or lies or a doggy or candy. And teach kids if they're lost, they should find the nearest police officer, go into a store, or a woman is better. Don't go to a man. And they could, could scream for help. And they can instruct your children that they cannot walk with or accept a ride from anyone, even someone they know, without your specific permission. And that's where that special word comes into play. Well, I hope this has been helpful. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about how we can stop worrying and just be more at peace. And we'll also put uh, shine a light on some hidden toxins that you may not have heard about. Don't go away. Lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. If you're 
in business, you want to start tapping into the business of women. As women-owned firms continue to outpace the market, there are a few characteristics of women-owned businesses which have been identified by the National Foundation for Women Business Owners that might help you partner and collaborate with women. Women entrepreneurs place more value on relationships and information more than men. Women are more likely to seek out help from others and to ask questions. Women tend to be more proactive to embrace new technology. They value vendor support and service while making their decisions. And although women still might have a little bit lower credit, they have actually more access to capital. Now, women are less likely to sell to small corporations, but 42% do sell to government and large corporations. So if you're in business, you may want to start uh, partnering and collaborating with other women business owners because they are on their way to the top. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information on Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, we're still together here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I'm still Cynthia Bryan. So, so glad that you are with us. We are coming to you live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel where we strive to boost you up and help you be the star you were born to be. Well, I wanted to talk about worrying. People worry far too much and it doesn't help them at all. So my goal today is for you to worry not. We can learn from our past. We can make plans for our future, but we have to live in this moment into the present. So we can start with a smile. Let our heart sing the song. Let the wind touch us. The beauty of the sky take our hearts away. Let our writings and our smiles become inspiration for others because life can become kind of simple if we decide to live in the present. And a person can only worry for the future And they can never worry for the past because the past is gone. You can't change it anyway. So we are blessed with the ability to decide whether we want to live with worries or we want to choose to be happy in the present. And when we decide to be happy, every moment of our life has something to say and something to teach us. And nothing shall go go to waste. It's just always like being 
you know, a lightning rod and having a lot of sunshine in your life. The Dalai Lama had said, if you have fear of some pain or suffering, you should examine whether there is anything you can do about it. If you can, there's no need to worry about it. If you can't do anything, then there's also no need to worry about it. So it's very true. We can't, we just got to stop worrying. So how do you stop worrying? Number one, live in the moment. Stop worrying about the future. Focus on the present. Don't see the negative side of anything. Uh, Being so negative about yourself only leads you to the door of worry. So be smart, accept who you are, uplift your soul, and just live fully. Second is count your blessings. Most of the time, we only focus on the criticisms that we get. And research shows that 90% of the people focus on criticism comparing with the praising they get. You know, it's interesting. It's so true. Um, You know, you can... You can do anything, and you can have a hundred people say how great you are, and then one person is like, eh, it wasn't so good. And you, you focus on that, so stop doing that. Instead, count the positives and not the negatives. Stop multitasking. We've done a show on this, so we got to learn to single task. You can't make promises or take responsibilities when you can't keep it. By doing so, you're only going to lead yourself to the dark side of that worry, you know, worry, worry, worry. So uh, set limitations and just single task. Practice meditation. It really is the process for easier sleep, and easy sleep gives us a short amount of universal power. And meditation brings us a abundance of joy and meditation opens you know opens us up to what we can be Uh, it helps us to know ourselves and by meditating regularly you're going to just feel so much better so when you look into your own heart and you find nothing wrong there you have nothing to worry about right so what is the fear so stop worrying Now, um, I wanted to shine a light on a couple of hidden toxins before we end our show for today because uh, there's a lot of toxins out there that we're not even, you know, aware of it. So, uh, first of all, fluorescent lights. They contain mercury, and that is one of the most toxic substances on Earth. Old ballast, you know, that's that electrical component of the uh, fluorescent light fixture. It contains PCBs, which are highly toxic synthetic uh, chemicals, and they were actually banned in 1978, so I don't know why we still have them. So when you're changing out your light fixtures, you have to think about how you're going to dispose these fluorescent lights or ballasts, because if they break apart and their toxins leach into the groundwater or surface water, it can cause serious harm to the environment. Mercury is in the water, and it's in the fish already, around the world and we have to be careful that we don't get more in there and we're not going to be able to consume any more fish. So the best way to dispose of fluorescent lights and ballast is if there's a household hazardous waste collection facility in your area, contact them. You usually can contact them through your uh, waste company or your garbage company. Now what you do with fluorescent lights is you put them in their original packaging if you have them but Most people don't keep that original packaging. So you want to wrap them in newspaper to keep them from breaking, or you could wrap them in bubble wrap. And then when you're carrying them in your car, in your truck, your truck bed, or whatever, to avoid broken glass or mercury exposure, um, you want to secure them. So just don't let them rattle around. Don't tape tubes together because they got to be cut to be recycled. So you want to wrap them up individually. Then ballasts that don't contain PCBs are marked no PCBs and it's on their labels. But if it's not marked, then you've got to just assume that it has a PCB 
and then you got to bring it to the facility. But remove the ballast from the light fixture first. And if the ballast is leaking, put it in a sealable plastic bag and place all the cleanup materials. That would be like the rags, the wipes, anything that you use um, into the bag with it. Now, it said, I don't like fluorescents personally. I, I really hate them. So I much prefer other kinds of, of task lighting. But um, it said that fluorescent lights are still a good choice because they use less energy than incandescent lamps. And they can last up to 10 times longer. Um, reducing energy use cuts down on power plant emissions of mercury and other pol- pollutants. But maybe better yet is to use... LEDs, which are light-emitting diode lights, and LEDs are even more energy efficient, and they do not contain any mercury or any hazardous material, and they can just be put in the trash. So that might be a really good uh, reason to change out your light bulbs and and to see what you can do, you know, to change out your light bulbs and and um, and. And to be safe, you know, make the planet a little bit better. Now, some of these um, places that are taking in these chemicals, they'll also take paint cans and they'll also take uh, drugs, you know, like medications. So that's another thing that you should recycle. Don't throw medications down the drain. That also pollutes the waters and can cause um, death in our fish and our wildlife. If you want to put a little more cash in your pocket and use fewer chemicals, uh, you might want to use uh, some things that are kind of home remedies. The truth is that the problem uh, in the um, water pollution is a lot closer to home. The most, the major course of water pollution is actually residents using products like pesticides and cleansers because chemicals, when poured down drains, they pass through the wastewater, the treatment plants, and then they end up in the local waters and then they harm the fish and the wildlife. So the treatment plants are designed to treat the biological waste, but they can't remove the metals and the solvents and the uh, chemicals that are contained in many of today's household products. So here's a few ways for less expensive commercial cleaning products. You could use baking soda mixed with water as an inexpensive and very effective all-purpose cleaner instead of using any commercial product. Lemon juice or vinegar mixed with water cuts grease. It cleans glass. It cleans vinyl and linoleum floors. Uh, Toothpaste. You can remove scuff marks from floors and water marks from furniture. I use toothpaste a lot on things. Vinegar to remove uh, mineral deposits around faucets caused by hard water. You can cover the deposits with vinegar-soaked strips of a paper towel, leave it there for about an hour, and then wipe it clean. Club soda to clean a carpet and upholstery stains. My husband spilled an entire glass of red wine on our carpet that was kind of a light, light gray, and it, I mean, it was red wine everywhere. And immediately, uh, all I did was I put um, some club soda and some baking soda, and it came right up. So that's a really good one. Olive oil or beeswax will shine leather shoes, and it'll also polish on varnished wood. You can use linseed oil to revitalize your old furniture and to polish it up as well. Instead of using chemicals to clear your clogged toilets and drains, you want to use a plunger. And um, and interesting there, in case you get clogged drains, it's better to call a company 
that is going to root out the problem. So like a Roto-Rooter or a plumber. Yes, it's going to cost you maybe a little bit more. But from what I understand from plumbers, when you use that Drano or any of those things, it corrodes the pipes and actually could cause a plumbing leak down the line. And usually plumbing leaks might be a tree branch or something. So Drano is not going to clean, uh, not going to, you know, clean it anyway. Use laced latex instead of oil-based paints and water-based paint removers. Most oil-based paints have, uh, are not in existence anymore, but when all possible, use the uh, latex or acrylic. Boric acid um, or diatomaceous earth is great instead of toxic pesticides to control cockroaches and ants. I also use diatomaceous earth mixed with alfalfa pellets, which I just get at the feed store. I mix the two together and I put it on my roses, at the bottom of my roses at this time of year to um, as a, an insecticide. And it just keeps away the pests throughout the season. So that's a really smart thing to do. It's also, you can use the diatomaceous earth um, and mix it with a little bit of lemon juice if you get a stain on your marble or granite. And, you know, if you have rats or mice, which are just horrific, I hate them, is uh, try using uh, traps, you know, a little bit of peanut butter on the trap instead of poisons because you don't really know who you're going to be poisoning. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for being part of our conversation and for listening to Star Style Be The Star You Are every week here with Cynthia Bryan, that's me, and Heather Brittany. We love being your personal growth success coaches, hoping you are achieving more success every single day through the help of the show. For information about Star Style or booking a, a coaching session with me, call 925-377-STAR or visit CynthiaBryan.com. We really would love you to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity. It's all tax deductible. We'll keep the show on the air. You can go to BeTheStarYouAre.org and you'll be taken to a PayPal giving fund where 100% of your donation goes to the causes, which I think is really very, very cool. So cherish the past, dream of the future, celebrate every moment of your life, and be encouraged, inspired, informed, amused, and motivated. Put a smile on your face, and don't worry about tomorrow. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encourage you to be the star you are. We'll talk next week, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Empowerment Channel with Star Style. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.